welcome to the first ever episode of the Two Third Agers podcast. I'm Katie, a gerontologist and former social worker, and I'm joined in this series by Jenny, a longtime friend and a former attorney. We decided to do a podcast because we share a certain age and stage in life, which might be called the third age. It's a time when our nests are empty and we have fewer obligations. And sometimes it seems like we question our role in life. The Two Third Agers podcast will offer a mix of humor and sincerity on all sorts of topics that relate to meaningful aging. We hope to share mutual support, new ideas, and definitely some good laughs. In this first episode, we introduce ourselves and touch on defining where we are in life and age, um, how we relate to our grown children, caring for and losing our parents, the importance of our pets, and sorting out work and volunteer roles. We'll be revisiting these and other related topics in future episodes. I definitely think we have a lot to say, and we also would like listeners to let us know what you would like to hear more about and what's important to you in your own journey of aging. I want to thank you for listening, and we hope you'll enjoy this discussion. Okay, here we are. It's our first attempt at a podcast. I'm Katie, and this is Jenny, and we are two women, and we have known ourselves and each other, I should say, for many years. The one cool thing about us is we met through our husbands, and we're both still married, which sometimes seems kind of unusual. And both men are named Mark. Both men are named Mark, so we always have to say, my Mark, your Mark, yes. Did you know Mark's real name is Glenn? Well, maybe we should start calling him that. It's Glenn Mark, and he's junior. We could call him Junior. Junior. Yep. Let, we'll call him anything we want. Right. I call my Mark Pie, which is sort of funny. It's left over from way, way long ago. But What's your favorite pie? Ooh. So if I was just like going to send you a pie. Oh, if you want to send me a pie. Uh, strawberry rhubarb is always nice. Yeah, I do love that. I wouldn't, you know, turn down a lemon meringue or a banana cream either, but... I should write that down. <laughs> I worked at the Village Inn, which was this pie place, and they had like strawberry rhubarb. Mm-hmm. And I wonder when you get those now. I, and I mean, it was like a not super elite restaurant or right. super formal. Um, and their pie was very inexpensive. Pie is kind of old fashioned. I mean, it's still around for Christmas and, and Thanksgiving, but yeah. it's not so much in restaurants for desserts. You don't get a piece of no. good pie unless you're at a diner. But, um, you know, when I was young, before I knew you, even before I knew you, which has now been like 36 years, 35, I guess. Yeah. Because I met you after you married Mark. And we still have your wedding gift. Right, the salad bowls. Well, that's good. Well, let's see. When I was 16, I worked at Pop and Fresh Pies. Oh, yeah. So I was immersed in pies for a while. I was like, I was like knee deep. I was like wading in pies. And I was, I was not a particularly graceful young woman. So they didn't let me be a waitress. I had to be a hostess, which meant mostly I would just carry menus 
and maybe take the cash. And I could deal with the cash, which was lucky. You know, I had the brain power, but my body was all over the place. So I didn't, um, I didn't get to be a waitress who made the waitresses made a ton of tips. And I made like whatever it was, like $1.35 an hour in those days or something. Yeah. yeah. Very low. But anyway. And then they fired me for singing. But what? Because I sang at, at, while I was working. But really? Yeah. It was the only job I've really gotten fired from. Although more recently, trying to do a part-time job, I sort of quit as opposed to being fired because I was sort of fed up. I remember some of that. Anyway. So Jenny... You and I have each been married 35 years. We haven't lived in the same place for a long time. We lived in the same place when we were first married, which was the beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yep, yeah, yeah. and we lived there. And then my Mark and I left when I was pregnant with the firstborn, and you gave us our baby shower, and that was in 1990. And that's now been, you know, 31 years because our kiddo is 31. And how old is your older? Katie turned 30. 30, yeah. So she's a little bit, you're a little bit behind. And then you have Sarah. Who's 26. 26. And Jocelyn is uh, 28. So, oh my goodness. I do remember when we went to um, Bethany Beach. Yes. Jocelyn was a baby. Jocelyn was six weeks. And you said, I think Jenny is laundress like me. And I realized that's kind of a way I get control. Like I can see I did the laundry. It's empty and everything's done. I do the laundry every day almost. It's like it's like if I had a full-time job, how would I get all the laundry done? You know, <laughs> people do I know people do their laundry all times of the day and night, but if you're lucky like I am and home a lot, you can just do it in the daytime. It's pretty yep. nice. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, so no, she wasn't six weeks, but she was like two months or something. And she was very fussy at the evening time when we were trying to go out to dinner. And have a lovely um, that. little meal at a restaurant, and, it, and we just couldn't because she just cried and cried. And yeah, so we have a few memorable times. And there was the time we went to Frankenmuth. Oh gosh, yes, <laughs> before babies, before, yes. or we as we used to call it BC before children. Wasn't there like a hot tub too? We went to. Yeah. There was a hot tub that connected to the indoor pool because in those days in Michigan, I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to be in an outdoor pool in the winter. I guess it was fall, and we were just having the greatest time, and we looked at all that Christmas shop stuff and everything. And Frank and Moose. Frankly, open now. I think Michigan's pretty opened up. Yeah. Yeah, we could just fly there, and we could both go again. Or drive. And we could find that name Holiday Inn or whatever and go to the pool. <laughs> Is <laughs> probably still there? I don't know. Probably Frank and most things never leave. And tell me, what did we really want to talk about, and why did we want to do a podcast? Well, don't you think some of it? The one time we were talking on the phone when I was picking Sarah up at the train. We talked about doing that. Yes, we did. And incidentally, that's when my credit card got stolen. I was, I didn't know you weren't supposed to use like machines in Philadelphia, but oh, um, shoot. I did mm-hmm. learn that. 
uh, and the credit card company caught all these like $600 makeup purchases. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, they thought that doesn't sound like you, Jenny. <laughs> it doesn't look really good right now. Um, and I think, don't you think though, like there's support groups for baby, you know, people with babies or toddlers or mothers of preschoolers, moms, um, but there aren't any for empty nester are we middle age? Because I started to think about that, and I thought, if it's middle age, that would be assuming I was going to be like 122. I know. There's there's that. I know so you. be called middle age, though, because elderly is a little frightening to me. Yeah, that's a huge thing. It's like I, I put down on our, our little title of this third agers, because the third age Perfect. is like yep. people who are like 60s into, into early 70s. And then after that, it's the fourth age, like over 75. I like it. Over maybe 80 for for sure. But, um, yeah, we sort of passed, I feel from midlife, I felt like midlife was like 45 to 60, but suddenly 60 seemed like, okay, this is getting serious now. I'm, I'm somewhere beyond oh. midlife. <laughs> Cause you're right. You add it and you're just like, Oh, 120. No. And having seen our parents, I, I don't want to live to be 120. No. Well then, um, the first time I think it hit, my mark and I, we were talking to the roofing company and the person said it was a 50-year warranty. And after he left, I said to Mark, did you feel, I just felt really funny because it was like, oh my God, I'm not going to, my roof is going to outlive me. It's warranty will. I mean, most likely. It just, that was the first time it really hit, which I don't know, some people before, but I think having kids a little older, yeah. Some people have their kids really young, you know, the kids were out of the nest by 45, 50, and like ours were out of the nest, um, you know, I'm, I was I was older, or maybe right. the kids are out of the nest in the 40s, I'm not sure. Yeah, cause, and then your, and your one came home during the pandemic for a while, yes. and so then that was like a whole other, you know, round of having a a grown child or a mostly grown child under your roof and now she's gone again and has her own she's place actually here because she's done <laughs> oh, she's, that's nice because you know. you're going on a cool trip which i'm yes. kind of jealous of it's for mark's 60th um nice we were supposed to go to zambia in may 2020 but then sarah came back in march and I kept thinking, I kept saying, like in February when everything kind of was starting in early March, oh, it'll be fine. We can take our trip. Um, never ask me anything, any predictions. And then Sarah's friend was getting married in May. And I was like, oh, you know, it'll be fine then. Then I think they moved it to this August and I thought it'll be fine. Um, and she just recently was married. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... You know, some people had masks, some didn't. Um, that's the uncomfortable part. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. I know my Mark is still worried more, somehow more than I am. I mean, but he's... My Mark is too. He's right in the midst of all the science. He knows the science. And sometimes I tell him, well, you know the science, but, you know, we should be all right. 
if we're vaccinated, we should be not getting it seriously, but he still likes to, I guess he doesn't want to get it at all. So that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so we don't have our own uh, support groups and it's kind of like, you know, okay, so we're white, we're upper to middle class, middle to upper middle class, for sure. We have enough money that we are in our own homes. Our husbands are bringing in the big incomes that we are not bringing in. And um, we kind of gave up our careers to follow them and be moms. Yes, we're educated. We're educated. Yeah, You were a lawyer and had your law degree and you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And then I was a... um, a master's in social work and I was a stay-at-home mom off and on then I got my PhD in social work and then I worked for um, while the kids were young and did all that faculty member stuff for like 10 years and then just as they were getting like really older and didn't need a lot of like care I ended up stopping full-time work to follow my husband and be a trailing spouse to yet another place. So it was kind of ironic. It's like, oh, you know, I was so busy when they were young. And now I'm kind of like, call me, call me. I have nothing to do. Let's chat, you know, which is a little hard for them sometimes. But it, um, it really is. I think, don't you sometimes, and I mean, Mark will correct me or my sister or the girls if I say it, but sometimes I feel useless. Oh, yeah. Do you ever? I do. I do. Well, I mean, we've talked about going through with our parents. I felt like I had, it's like I kind of had a role still, you know, supporting my kids, but less and less because they're doing well. You know, when your kids are doing well and they're yeah. the ages ours are, you support them you keep in touch you you know help them when they need it but you know it's definitely not that much but with my dad I was ending up having to support him a lot um, because my mom had died earlier and we went through a whole thing with her having Parkinson's but my dad was he just was sad you know he was lonely and he was sad and he was in this place where he kind of needed to be because he was incontinent and he was you know wheelchair bound mostly could kind of walk a little with a walker for like two minutes you know and I just you know I wasn't going to bring him to our house and you know the poor guy wanted to live in a little house of his own he'd say well I'm going to buy a little house I have I have the money I'm just going to buy a little house and I'm going to get he would try to get the aides to say that they'd come and work for him privately if he could get a little house I mean it was just sad it is sad so he didn't have dementia but he was a little let's say his judgment was a little clouded and um So he died uh, just a few months ago at the end of May, and I've been a little more like, wow, you know, now I really have to think about what to do with the rest of my time because hopefully I'll have a number of years ahead. Jen, you know, they say once your parents are gone, you're the oldest generation or something. I think it does cause you to really think. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I don't have that many um, cousins, but yeah, because my uh, my second cousin and my first cousin on my dad's side, you know, got in touch after he died. And was like, yeah, boy, this is it. Because he was the last of his uh, generation in that whole uh-huh. family of siblings. Um, 
Yeah, but it is it is hard to feel like, hmm, I feel like I should be working or something. And then you think, well, maybe you should get yourself in shape. Maybe you should exercise. Maybe you should learn to cook better. Maybe I mean, there's other things that we can do. Yeah. I keep thinking if when the pandemic really hit and everything closed down, if I had done an hour a day, my thing is the scrapbooking. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. We have, I have probably about... 37 rough totes full of stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't seem to get it done. I've done some sorting in that, but mm-hmm. I keep thinking, I think there's more going on. And you can do this, Dr. Katie. But yes. there's more going on, I think, than I admit, because I work a while and I do enjoy, but then I'm kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it's exhausting. And, and I really should either throw everything out or save it. Yeah, I don't know, because I've been really, um, I bought like these big scrapbooks, and I've never been a scrapbooker, but I bought these big two, two one for each kid I'm not for, really their stuff, <laughs> for their stuff, and I've had those sitting around for like 10 years, and I have this pile of each kid's sort of highlights, plus I have this big um, tote of each, you know, and I've never done much and and you know and then as my parents have died and my in-laws died we've gotten all their stuff and then I'm like oh this just can't go on you know with this small family we we sort of have all this stuff and we need to you know my kids are not going to want a ton of family (laughs) photos and a ton of memorabilia so that's something that I have been thinking about but not doing much right now I'm trying to disperse my dad's music which is a huge oh, bunch he had a whole bunch of music and it's um, emotional too emotional it's kind of neat to see it all and and I'm going to keep a little bit but really he has a ton and a couple of his former students are going to take some which is good so because throwing it out would be really hard yeah yeah and <laughs> a lot of that I, we have tons of old, old family pictures, but I don't know who they are of. Right. And my sister and I are like, our kids aren't going to want them. Like, do yes. We, Especially do we if you them? don't know who they are. It's really hard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have it's a few like old, that. And I, I'm pretty sure who some of them are, but again, I didn't know them or I mean, not that you would, but that side of the family I wasn't close to, you know, it's, it's, there's yeah. a lot tied up in that. Yeah. Yeah. But thinking about being useless versus useful, I guess there probably are other criteria we need to use for ourselves because we could maybe be more useful, but maybe there's other ways we can justify our our lives and our selves and not just being hedonists and just having fun all the time either. But although there's something, you know, to be said, yep. something to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Like going on nice trips and Making nice meals and having a nice glass of wine and yeah, the nice meals aren't uh, happening here, but you know yeah. they're not happening there. No. <laughs> well, you know, I think don't you think some of it too? And maybe this is middle age or third age, but <laughs> I mean, when I say to Mark, I feel useless. He'll say, "Well, you go visit older people." You know, the mm-hmm. old people. I said they're my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> Do that through the church. It's through like just you get the names and you talk to a call, and it is useful. But you know how like in 
not to sound our society, but it's not valued really. If you volunteer, it's, it's kind of like, Oh, that's nice, but it's not really viewed as that's one, you know, that people say that's so nice, but it's not really valued. I value it. I think it's great. It's like people do. You're doing social work without being a social worker because you know you're going and being your your friendly self, and I'm sure the people you visit uh, appreciate it a lot. And a lot of people don't realize how you know useful they can be doing that. Just just being another person who's kind of got it together. Now you take your dogs when you go usually. Not if you're calling, obviously, that's different. Especially since COVID, um, I go myself. Right, um, right. And all the dog things, like read to the dogs, um, where the elementary school kids would read to them. And then you'd be assigned somebody who may be an okay reader, but maybe didn't have a really stable home. So if they were trying to get continuity, you know, where you Mm -hmm. read to the same dog. um, Oh, sweet. (laughs) So the dog would remember the story. (laughs) Right. Bonnie would, rest her soul, would pull herself out. Like she'd go as far as she could to the center of the room. And we were in the entryway to this grade school and it was huge and spacious, but she would be right in the middle and the buses would be dropping kids. Uh And I'll be like walking around. They'd pat her on the head. Hi, Bonnie. (laughs) This one little girl said, why does Bonnie act like she doesn't want to be here when she does? And I said, kind of, she's like you. She was like, Oh, oh, she's a little shy. Yeah. Bonnie yeah. may not have wanted to be there. I'm not sure. What kind of dogs are they? I know, but from seeing them, but what do you call them? Are they Shelties? Yes. Sheepdogs, Finn and Tilly. Now. They're so beautiful. Yeah. So that's been a big part of your life is having these dogs and you keep getting the same kind because obviously you've, you've decided. It's like red yeah. wine. This is the kind of dog I want. Yeah, and I cannot justify not doing rescues. I mean, I know there's so many homeless animals, but I love Shelties, so. Yeah, you do, I know. Well, I keep spending my time looking at the cats that are on the uh, PetSmart listings, and there's so many beautiful cats, and young ones, old ones, some kittens, and I'm just like champing at the bit to get a new cat, but I think we're gonna get two. But we have, you know, my mark wants us to wait till our current cat um, passes on. So oh, it could be a while. Yeah. <laughs> could be a while. She's about 13 or 14. She, okay. She's not that old for a cat. You might be do fine if you got a pair of younger cats, too. Like, they could kind of jump on each other. Right, right. I just feel like you need some kind of joy in your life and something new and Obviously, you know, we're not having babies in this house or anything, but you could get baby kittens, which is a whole deal. So it could be fun. The empty nest feels pretty empty sometimes. I think you definitely should get some cats. Yeah, yeah. You used to tell me every time, oh, you should get a dog because then you could could walk the dog. And that's true. It's absolutely how you meet people in a neighborhood. And that keeps you going kind of that you get out there and walk. Well, and you know what your neighbors are doing. And that's pretty like, I saw this heavy machinery go by. Somebody getting a pool, going to have to look into that. Yeah. So one thing different about you and me is 
once you and Mark moved to your house that you're in now, you've stayed. Like yes. you moved when your girls were little. Katie was three and Sarah wasn't born yet. Right. And I, on the other hand, have moved so many times. And if you ask Jocelyn, it was it was traumatic for her. And once Harrison talked about how it was traumatic for him, you know, we were in Maryland and we moved a couple times locally. But then when we moved to Cleveland for me to get my faculty job and Mark also got a faculty job, that was a huge move because they really oh, had yeah. to leave everybody. But we've just moved a lot. In a way, it's been sort of a settled, sedate life. But in another way, we've always had this, you know, the jobs changing and kind of wanting something better, wanting, I'm always wanting a different house. (laughs) My sister's moved so many times for her husband's job, you know, to move up. I guess you have to move. But like my neighbor across the street's an army brat. And she was like, oh, yeah, we moved all the time. It was great. I got to meet everybody, all these new people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard some people, you know, talk about it builds character and all that good stuff, you know, and it helps people feel, you know, like they can get along with anybody. But I found the last moves back, back here, coming back to Connecticut. It's not really back because I didn't live here before, but back east, I found it hard. We've got this house sort of in the country. And then I decided, oh, this is awfully isolated feeling. Somebody came along kind of out of the blue and offered us more than we paid for the house to buy the house. Yep. So instead of saying, are you crazy? This is our house. I'm like, oh, let's do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what did you say? So we, we did sell that house. That was our aqueduct oh, okay. address. And now we're in West Hartford, which is more like right in town. And it's kind of like an old fashioned neighborhood with lots of houses close by and sidewalks. And of course, lots of families with kids. So I feel like, oh, well, I should have just moved to a 55 plus community, but my mark is not feeling, he's not feeling that really. I mean, for me, it might be nice, but um, for him, I think he, he's, he's not ready. Does the bus go by and everything, the school bus? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of more like where you live probably now, except really the houses are older, except we happen to get a newer house that was built on an empty lot in this old neighborhood. So, so we kind of have the best of both. It's a nice neighborhood and it's a nice newer house, but I feel a little like we're maybe the oldest people on the block. <laughs> I don't know. Not There's necessarily. a bunch of diversity in most neighborhoods. Yeah. It's all, and, and I realize, I mean, we're some of the older people and I remember walking the dogs by, it was the first day of school. This was a few years ago and the kids were at the bus stop. And I was like, oh, it's the first day. Like, what teachers do you have? Blah, blah, blah. And I could tell all of a sudden I realized, they were like, oh yeah. And we had this teacher or something and kind of turned, not in a really, it sounds rude. They weren't really rude, but a little bit of turning away, like, "Uh uh-huh. And they're all talking about who does your child have? And I was like, wow, the bus stop used to be. We got all the news there. You could find out what was going on. And we knew everybody. And it felt really funny. And yeah. It's-, it's like you weren't part of the group anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Like they're having a block party here, but I think it's going to be all, they're going to have like a bounce house for the kids and they're going to And I'm like, well, well, we'll probably walk over and say hi, but it's a little funny because, you know. Yeah, don't wear orthopedic shoes. Yes, but this has been a hard move for me, having moved, 
you know, already once since we came out to Connecticut. And then with the pandemic, as you can imagine, it's kind yeah. of like if you didn't have really good friends, you it's weren't so going to nice, get like, all those acquaintances just kind of, you know. The best thing is I've had um, a book club that had just kind of gotten together oh, beforehand. Good. And we kept meeting over Zoom once a month. And now we've seen each other in person. And it was so exciting. And, you know, book That's clubs, are, they're kind of the 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 meat and potatoes of the empty nester. Uh. <laughs> do you guys read the books? I do, yeah. We do, mostly. Because we had a, why a long time ago I was in a book club and, and we ended up, most people didn't read the book. Mm -hmm. um, and someone was telling me, I can't even think, that their book club had rules. And if you didn't read the book and you didn't, you know, like it wasn't just a chat time, right. you got out. And I was kind of like, huh. I mm -hmm. liked in a way that I might have been kicked out. I don't know. Yeah, I was in two different book groups in um, California. And one was more like that. It was really social. And and I don't know, I was almost overwhelmed because they were always like scheduling coffees and extra stuff that wasn't like part of the book group. And I was like, should I go? Should I, what, what should I do? You know, I don't know. Like, like it was this big problem. Like I could have just not done it, but instead I was like, oh, what should I do? You know, because I've never been the most perfectly relaxed person about socializing. I'm surprised and to hear that because I wouldn't think that. Yeah, I get that way, though, kind of like agitated about, well, what do they think? What should I do? And then the other group was very serious, and the books were very intellectual, and all the women were working as things like scientists and doctors and stuff, and I was like this, this is one who'd been a, been a professor and a social worker, but I wasn't working. Oh. And so it was kind of like I had these two different book groups, and I sort of felt like I didn't really belong that much in either, but eventually we left to come to Connecticut. So, so now I have a more in-between one where we do read the books. There's one woman who kind of, you know, likes to talk a lot about the books, and um, but the rest of us sort of, you know, I think we kind of appreciate it to some extent. And then we also end up chatting about other stuff. And I finally had them to my backyard recently. Mm -hmm. And it was um, it was already getting dark. And I was kind of all worried because like, oh, my yard isn't the greatest. You know, it's this newer house. There's just not much to my yard. It's just a little patio with a table and some chairs. <laughs> but it was great. We put out like like every candle from our house practically. And so it was really nice, except then I was worried someone was going to burn themselves when they were reaching for a snack. <laughs> so, <laughs> this other older woman next to me, she's like, you really do worry a lot. <laughs> she's kind of like, thank you for that affirmation. We are all old enough to not get burned on the candles. I said, well, that's true. You're not toddlers. Okay. <laughs> Go candle though, like doesn't it? It hides a multitude of sins. Like yes. candle light is very gentle on candles, <laughs> on like chips in your paint and yes, yes, it was it was good. So anyway, I think we're gonna meet indoors now. But um, that was like one of the last times when people felt like they would be more comfortable meeting outside. So if you can meet outside, I think it's better. Yeah. Yeah, it's just getting colder now, yep, yep, darker. Dark. <laughs> so in the Northland, yes, yes. 
So you do some volunteering. That sounds really nice. And you used to take your dog, but no more, or your dogs. Maybe that'll change. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? It was elementary school age. And mm, yeah. the school we did the reading to, both of them said, this year we're just trying to get through the year and volunteers. It's probably going to be tough. Yeah, I which bet. I get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, even though I'm fully vaccinated, I mean, if yeah. you're with the kids, sneeze on you and you know, cough in your face. Yeah, schools are bad because the kids aren't vaccinated yet. <laughs> That's really tough. Yeah, yeah. I just went. Through, I feel like we went through so much with my dad. It, it was it was kind of lucky. Your mom was was not around to have to I'm, go through yes. that pandemic isolation it was so awful because you could not visit there were no volunteers to do anything the staff was run ragged and they weren't exactly very communicative because <laughs> they were too busy yeah, it's true it's true I hear <sighs> over and over yeah. Yeah. it is and and like when Iowa I guess it was a year ago in August got hit by that derecho or derecho derecho but it was like hurricane winds mm. for the I don't know, like an hour or something, but like it was people had sent videos and we did look at it and it was just unbelievable. And like the destruction, Mm. Cedar Rapids had so many trees and most, and that was the worst hit, but it went across. Um, And I don't know if my mom had been in her house, she had a wonderful woman, Lori, who would come in and help, but I almost would have had to go back because it was just, I don't know what we would have done. Yeah, so that I was kind of understood with COVID. Like, why aren't you coming? And I would have explained, but he couldn't make any short-term memory. So it'd be like, oh, when are you coming? You know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It was it was hard. I know it was hard, and I was so glad it wasn't when my mom was still alive because I really the only reason I felt okay about her was that we spent a good part of every day with her. I did. And my dad did. We sort of split it up because I just felt like I kind of didn't want to put her somewhere. And somehow with my dad, it was a little different because he was more with it. So in a way it's maybe not as nice, but in a way it was, it was like he could kind of manage himself better and keep himself occupied at least at first. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm like very, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, my field was sort of older people. So I, I'm sort of hung up on this. Um, but it's been a little hard since he died. Cause I keep thinking about it. Like, should I have done differently? You know, all that stuff. It's just tough. Regardless, even so, without COVID, I think I still will think, Oh, you know, I should have gone back for the dad's birthday or something or, you know, just things like that. It always comes up. Yeah. There's something, there's always something, but yeah. We should probably finish up pretty soon this time, but we might have to talk about wanting grandchildren. Yep. <laughs> next time. Yeah. Well, next time, maybe you'll have purchased some cats. Oh, yes. Adopted, as they maybe say. Maybe we should each have something we're going to do. And, and the cat may be a little too extreme, but before next know. time. Maybe. And accountability accountability is good. Yes. 
I think, you know, the cats, I could talk to Mark about it. I could buy another litter box. That'd be a start. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you're going to talk to Mark, mm-hmm. sort of prepare yourself emotionally and physically for a cat. Yes. Kittens. Or kittens. Yes. Yes. I'm going to try to spend four hours sorting scrapbooking. Okay. Okay. That's well, yeah. And I could do some of that too. Cause yeah. Now, now just one thing. One gonna- thing. I always try to do that. Like I'll tell them at the gym now, I, I don't go, but it'd be like, could you give me two exercises to increase flexibility? And I'd say, I can't have more than one or two because right. I won't do them right or I'll forget. And they're like, okay, then they give me six or seven and it's not, you know, I needed to have one. When I went to uh, physical therapy, they'd always send me home with a big page full of like, you know, 15 things and I'd feel sort of overwhelmed because really I didn't want to spend that long on it. <laughs> I, I felt so bad because it would be kind of like, yeah, I should do that. And it wasn't like each moment was packed. Mm-hmm. Kind of like flossing your teeth. Right. <laughs> you know, I have time, but I kind of don't want to. I know the first time, you know, when we met, you know, we were both already just married and you had to move. And you gave up your one, you, you, you got a new job in Ann Arbor as a lawyer uh-huh. and then you had to work and I was working as a social worker. And so we were working full time while our husbands were finishing their PhDs in biochemistry. And we were probably both really energetic too. I feel like my energy has gone way down. Yeah. But even then I remember like we kind of, we kind of appreciated, like, as you said, we kind of appreciated the free time and we weren't like hung up on everything being perfect because we were sort of like a little bit, you know, wearing the, wearing the old sloppy clothes when we didn't have to get dressed up. Yes. And yes. We, we sort of saw a kindred spirit in each other. Yeah. It's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So now, it is hard when you really don't have anywhere to get to because then there's like all these clothes in my closet and um, I don't usually wear them. Well, we'll talk about that as another thing for another day because we have our our task. Hey, have a great time in Iceland. I want to hear about it. I think this is a good startup. You know, know. thank you for participating. Thank you. Have a great trip. I'm going to, I'm going to stop our recording. (laughs) Bye. Bye.